Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Bo Morgan, we have a game we have to focus on, and we're battling for first place this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going into Raymond James Stadium to try and take down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and take over sole possession of first place going into week five, Bo. Exciting time. So we got some matchups that we need to talk about because there are some things here that the Atlanta Falcons can exploit, and we already know one is definitely going to be Tom Brady. I mean, he whatever's going on with his personal life is him. I don't even you know want to get too, too much into that, but still. Right now, this Tampa Bay offense, I heard you talk about it yesterday on, on Dukes and Bell. This Tampa Bay offense hasn't looked great. They scored 19 points on, on Dallas, which Dallas has a good defense, but you would think, you know, Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, you would think they would be able to score more points, only 19. Then they scored 14 against Green Bay. Again, that Green Bay defense is okay, but they're not world beaters. Like, that's not the best defense in the league. So you would think they would they would be able to come on, come away more two touchdowns. So this is an this is an offensive football team who has been banged up. But again, when you got the goat, you would think you would be able to do more. You you've seen Tom Brady work with less. So they're struggling on the offensive end. And if we can pressure Tom Brady, that's always the key. I think we can really, really, really take over this football game. Yeah, and you look at it, you know, they, I mean, Mike Evans has only played three games. Right. Chris Godwin's played two. Julio's played two. <clears throat> Scotty Miller's only played two. Um, Fournette's actually played four, and so's Rashad White. But Keyshawn uh, Vaughn has been inactive a lot. A guy that I thought would be a lot better. So they, they've been banged up offensively. <clears throat> but they did have a good week last week late in the game. They got behind. Right. And all of a sudden, they kind of, they kind of, they kind of perked up and, and played a little bit better. So this is a team that maybe could be feeling a little bit of a rhythm offensively, based on what happened. You know how they they were able to score thirty one late, but right. they haven't been very good. To, to to what I to what you said and what I said yesterday, you know they they've disappointed. I think our defense um, can have some success. Look, Donovan Smith has been banged up. He's their left tackle. He's a good player. Um, Luke uh, Gedeke, um, he's a guy who is a rookie. He struggled. You know, we know that they lost 
their center uh, in training camp, and now they're they're they're, they're relying on Robert uh, uh, Hainsey to step up. Now Shaq right. Mason's a veteran who's played with Tom Brady before at guard, and then Tristan Wirfs is a, is a great is a really good right right tackle, and only year three, he's a guy that's played pretty well. So their offensive line is a little banged up. I think we might that that could be that. I'm looking at those, you know, that interior pressure. Tom right. Brady, you know, the way to get to Drew Brees, a Tom Brady, Matt Ryan. Those kind of guys, you know, you get interior pressure, and when they go to step up in the pocket, there is no pocket. And mm-hmm. that's that's why I think this could be a good week for Abdul Anderson, Grady Jarrett, TQ Graham, you know. Um, and then maybe these guys like uh, Zoe Carter and, and, yeah. and um, Ogan and Ebba Cady can maybe kind of live off that. We know Dean's not afraid to bring pressure. Now, how they play early in the game could be – could be, you know, are they gonna are they gonna play off? Um, they're gonna play play off and give these guys a cushion and let Brady get going early. I would hope not. I would hope that the 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 the, the lack of uh, a running ability. Now you don't really want to just bow up, play man against Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, no. because these are guys <laughs> who have you know Julio's out there too possibly, but but these are guys that have feasted on this foul. Now it's a skew because you you place you know two games a year against your divisional opponent, but Evans is averaging 82 yards a game. He's got 10 touchdowns with 81 receptions and over 1,000 yards in only 15 games against the Falcons. Godwin's mm-hmm. only played nine games, but he's caught almost 50 balls for over 700. He's got nine touchdowns. He's mm-hmm. averaging 85 yards a game against the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Different Falcons team, sure. Right. But these guys have – and the point of that is these guys have had success. This is a receiving core – Kind of built like ours, where they're bigger guys. I mean, Evans is six five, Julio's six three, Godwin's a six one. These are bigger receivers. Yep. So there is some threat there. We, we you know this isn't this is an offense that's been somewhat dormant, but mm-hmm. they're not dead. So we still got to go play. Um, they're, you know, this is one where I look at. You know, we talk red zone every week, and I don't, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. This could be a this is kind of an even battle as far as red zone offense versus defense. Okay. When we talk about our defense going against their offense. Yeah. Red zone is going to be super, super important because you would think that, you know, with Tom Brady, with all his, his weapons back, which they all should be back this week. Uh, you know, Julio status is still kind of, I think up in the air. Mike Evans will be back. Uh, seems like Chris Godwin is going to play. Seems like he's going to have his whole artillery with him. So it, you would think they're going to be able to move the ball. I mean, it's just what it is. And so how much can that Falcons defense bow up when they get, you know, their backs against the wall into the red zone and hold the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and make Ryan suck up, run out there and kick some field goals and not walk away scoring touchdowns. That's going to be huge for the Atlanta Falcons defense because you you keep – Tom Brady and that Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense to kicking field goals and you're you're winning. That that is a win for your defense. Obviously, you want to get some turnovers and takeaways like you have been, but again, you're leave if you're leaving them to kick field goals, uh, you're winning. Another thing that I think we need to touch on is I think we have to make sure we can keep this running game going. You know, we obviously know we're not gonna have CP for the next four games, and Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley looked good. And, and when they came in and, and took over against the Cleveland Browns later in that game, but are they going to be able to sustain that for four quarters 
against this uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, which has a solid D line. But again, you 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 went against a solid D line last week. You you've gone against you've gone against good defenses. You know, solid defense this year. I know Seattle was kind of iffy, but again, you saw a pretty good defensive line against Cleveland. It's not going to be anything you're new to. So being able to sustain that run game and keep that Tampa Bay offense off the field because that's honestly going to be the best remedy. That's going to be the best way to make sure Tampa Bay doesn't score is you really, really are going to want to control possession like they have been against besides Cleveland because Cleveland really controlled possession. But we still won the game, so it doesn't matter. But you, this is going to be a week where you really, really, really want to focus on controlling possession, controlling the game, and keeping Tampa Bay's offense off the field. Yeah, yeah, I know uh, we might as well go ahead and get into it before we do matchups and our keys yep. of the game. I know maybe I'm flipping it the way we normally do it, but I just keep talking Flip. about things that are my keys of the game. Flip. Um, but it is to get the run game going early. Yeah. Um, actually, you know what? I take that back. I want to do my matchup because I, 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 I misread myself. You mentioned <laughs> the run game against this defense. Yeah. Um, I'm all over the place because that's where I'm at on a Friday. It's all good. I'm One of my that. matchups <laughs> was this interior, this Wilkin, Elijah Wilkinson, uh, Chris Dom, Chris Dahlman, and um, Chris. His son, Drew Dahlman. I don't know what I'm doing today. I didn't know Chris Dahlman's uh, – I didn't know that's his dad's name. So, yeah. that's a fun fact we can take away from that, Bo. And uh, Chris Lindstrom versus guys like Vita Vea, um, Golston, yeah. uh, Nunez, uh, uh, Roaches, um, mm-hmm. Devin White, Levante David, Shaquille Barrett. Those are their linebackers. Yeah. Now, Shaquille Barrett is a, is a lot like Lorenzo Carter. He's going to stand up mm-hmm. sometimes, put his hand down. He's essentially a DN. Right. In a three-four, but Levante David in almost twenty nineteen games has twenty one tackles for loss against this team. Plays in the backfield. Devin White in five games mm. has five sacks and six tackles for loss. So ridiculous. So getting to no, if you want to run the ball against this team, mm-hmm. you got to get guys to the second level and get yep. get a ha- hand on these guys, get a hat on these guys, so to speak. That's going to be huge. So that's why I've got Wilkinson, Dom, and Lindstrom versus Vita Vea, Levante, David, Devin White, because you're going to have to eat up. Vita Vea is going to eat up a double team. This guy's it's got against the Falcons. This guy's got four sacks in six games. Um, you know, because he's been hurt a lot, four tackles for loss. Hell, he even caught a touchdown against us uh, recently. So <laughs> this is a guy that's, that played well against the Falcons. So that's one yeah. of my matchups. Um, and then I mentioned earlier about their interior when I went over mm-hmm. uh, Luke Gedeke and Hainsey and then Shaq Mason. I think Grady Jarrett versus the interior. I think he could yeah. eat on Sunday. This Grady Jarrett has already got uh, three and a half sacks in the season, but this is a guy that's played well against Tampa he in 13 games he's got seven tackles for loss and four and a half sacks so I mean and by the way don't forget this guy like a three sack game in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady sure did so I think Grady Jarrett has a chance that's a matchup I'm looking for those are two of my matchups for this this game on Sunday yeah and uh, another matchup that I'm specifically looking out for is I'm looking out for Casey Hayward versus uh, Chris Godwin, because I believe they're they're probably the two that's going to get matched up the most. Because we saw AJ Terrell, he did he did a very very good shadow job 
on uh, Amari Cooper, and he held him to one reception for nine yards, and he really bounced back against the Cleveland Browns. So I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that Mike Evans and AJ Terrell, and again, every game plan is gonna be different coming into each week. But I'm gonna guess AJ Terrell is gonna see majority of snaps against Mike Evans, and so. I'm going to think Chris Godwin and Casey Hayward probably going to match up a lot. And I think that's going to be a very, very interesting matchup because as much as Tom Brady likes Mike Evans, he likes Chris Godwin a lot too. And you touched on it, nine touchdowns against the Atlanta Falcons in Chris Godwin's career against the Falcons. So Casey Hayward is going to be huge. He's going to be key in this game because I think I think Tom Brady's going to throw his way a lot. Honestly, I think they're going to go towards Casey Hayward a lot. I don't know how much you're going to go towards A.J. Terrell, but I think Case Hayward is going to be huge in this game because I know Chris Godwin, Tom Brady, they have a, they have a very good chemistry. He, he's, he's fine. he finds Chris Godwin a lot. So I think he's going to try and exploit that matchup and, and see what that matchup can give him, and hopefully Casey can, uh, can make some plays for us. But I think Casey's going to have a lot of opportunity on Sunday to make, to, to make a play against, uh, against Chris Godwin. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good call. I, I think Mike Evans and then um, AJ Terrell's another one to look at. I think you yeah. gotta. I think I love that uh, Hayward and Godwin. They're gonna need they're gonna need their defensive backs to stand up, especially if Julio's yeah. in there and you got a guy like Mike Ford or maybe D. Alford trying yeah. to match up. You might see another. You know, um, that could be a, that could be a, that could be a tough matchup because mm-hmm. those are those are guys that are uh you know undersized compared to them so and that that comes uh, a question real quick of uh if, if Isaiah Oliver is ready to go maybe do we see Isaiah Oliver matchup on Julio yeah. but you know I don't expect to see Isaiah to Oliver when they asked me last night on, on, mm-hmm. on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns and they're you know asking about him coming back I know he's off but I would be a little surprised if he played I mean maybe uh you know but I cannot remember the new rules with the IR. I know when you bring a guy off, you're you got so many days. But that was the old rule, I believe. I think this new one they can just come right off after four games. Um, everything's changed, and I need to. I really need to check up on that because we talked about that yesterday on Dukes and Bell as well. But I, I don't know. I, I I would. I'm a little skittish on if we see Isaiah. I, I think it would. I think it might be asking a lot. But I, yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. It would be a tall task. I really don't know. Um, you know, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that Anthony Rush was let go by the team, and there's been yep. no corresponding move to that. Right. Um, and that's that was surprising. But the more I think about it, I know that he hasn't played as much, and maybe they won't have Dual Anderson to get more snaps. Yeah. You know, you look at the you the snap count for um, Anthony Rush in the four games this year, and he played actually 28 snaps against Cleveland for 38 percent of the of the snap percentage on defense. But that's a that's a team that rushes more. When you look at it, the last, the two weeks leading into that, this guy had only played uh, maybe thirty one snaps in, mm-hmm. in, in in two games, which would have been twenty five percent and twenty one percent of the snap count percentage in those games. So his biggest game essentially was the Saints game, where Abdullah Anderson wasn't uh, on the roster. So I think Abdullah. Might be in a position to step in that middle and, and, and along with Timmy Horn and, and, and obviously Grady at times and, and play a lot. So whatever it is, there's clearly a matchup they see there that they like better.